What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Okay, what's up and welcome back to Confident AF. I am here with another amazing guest by the name of Chelsea. I'm so excited to have her on. Chelsea is my former coach, I guess still kind of my coach. I'm taking her online courses. She is the Sabotage Queen on Instagram and she is overall an amazing human. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to her interview. We have nothing planned, so we're going completely off the cuff. So I can't wait for you guys to hear. So everybody welcome Chelsea and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, no pressure, right? Like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what, what is about me this week? Also, like, I want to wrap this. I'm hot, as, I'm hot as hell. So like <laughs> you can take it off here. Just saying, <laughs> um, I don't know. Asking who I am today, this morning is a good question. Cause I feel like I've just gone through the blender of like a thousand identity crisis, sees ego deaths. Like, I know I'm always saying that, but I'm like, this time it was severe. Like (laughs) there's layers to this shit. Like it gets harder every time. It does get harder. Like and easier. And easier. Yeah. But yeah, weird. So it's funny because my uh, my friend on the phone yesterday just said, like, so how is it to be you now? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm still figuring out what that feels like who the fuck I am like I don't know I'm really not trying to evade the question but like (laughs) from what you've seen like I've been launching it kind of exploded and I've been like recovering and integrating from that explosion and like who am I now on social media how does my business run like where do I fit in so I don't know. I, I kind of feel the freedom of like a baby. Like I almost feel like I died so deeply after this last launch of having such success that contrasted with who I knew myself to be that like, I couldn't anymore be who I was. And it's like, okay. I just feel like a blank slate and kind of like, who do I want to be right now? And going from there. Isn't that such a beautiful feeling though? Because it's kind of like you talk about this too, about like that we forget who we used to be or how we used to act, or I can't remember the phrase that you use, but we forget about those things and those emotions and we kind of put them right behind us. And I think that's when you come out of so much emotion and you come into like a new, like you're feeling like that new birth, right? Mm -hmm. You feel like a new person. And I feel that way. And I totally understand what you mean, but it's a, it's almost like a great feeling because you're like, okay, I get to choose how I interact in every situation. Now I get to choose how I show up online. I get to choose Mm -hmm. what my reaction is going to be to this stimulus that's coming through. You know, you get to kind of like set a new identity almost. Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, as we grow in any capacity, right. Romantic business, whatever, like I don't know. There's just times where like, you can no longer be who you were and it doesn't work. Right. Or Mm -hmm. these old 
parts get upset, triggered, whatever. Like for me, it's been a lot of like relationship, just having so many people in a space Mm -hmm. and like having so many more people in my audience and like DMS and like letting go of the need to people, please really. And like DMS can go unread and like, maybe people think I'm a bitch and maybe they don't. And maybe it doesn't fucking matter. Like, what does it mean? Right. Like I'm doing my goddamn best. And I think I kind of burnt out or like hit that death wall Mm -hmm. because it was like, I was just trying to like look good and make everyone happy. And then it was just like, oh, I can't respond to the DMs, respond to all the emails, respond to everything, get everything done, create, post, run my own life, feed the goddamn dogs, take my vitamins. I can't do it all, right? (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. I- I'm in a weird space right now, but it's really good. Like you're okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that. Um, okay. So start by telling us like, what do you do? Yeah. What is the sabotage queen? Who is she? Like, not who is she? Cause we already realized that that question is, um, not available at the moment. (laughs) It's too much. So what, what do you do online? Tell us what you do online. Cause I, my, even my VA asked me, like, what should I put her like description or her like expertise as? And I was like, sabotage slayer, I think (laughs) that's all I can think of. Yes. Sabotage summoner and slayer. I would say like (laughs) we fuck with sabotage over here. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I help people with sabotage, right? Like how to interact with it, how to be okay with it as part of our daily lives. I mean, you know, some jargon people are probably familiar with, like we all have upper limits, right? Like we're all, and like, for me, the archetype I like to play with the most are brats, um, which I know that I believe you highly identify as, as well. Yes. Obviously. (laughs) Um, so just bratty bitches who like do want more, but also love the drama and, and like, it's that conflicting pull of like, I want a deep connected relationship to my partner and my business, but I also want to feel this internal turmoil because it kind of turns me on. And I like to be a damsel in distress and how to kind of interact with both sides of these forces, make peace with the shadow, like really just, you know, join forces and continue moving forward. Also knowing that sabotage is always going to be a part of our lives. Right. Know, I think that's so important that I teach people right off the goddamn bat is like, you're not going to pay me and then not deal with sabotage ever again. Like, spoiler yeah. alert, right. <laughs> um, it's going to come up and the more you succeed, the more sabotage is going to come up. Like, and I feel like I'm being confronted face to face with that big time, especially in the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully that is a clear answer. I- I feel like that is a perfect description. I feel like I use your phrases so often in stuff that I teach online and um, because I feel like sabotage and confidence, they really go hand in hand because, you know, you can't really be your most confident self if you're continually sabotaging. And that sabotage most of the time holds us back from being our most confident. So um, I, I think the most like, profound thing I think that I learned from you and that I use all the time, um, that I kind of want you to expand on is when we're going through something and 
we're having that moment of like that damsel in distress or, um, the drama, like you're saying, right. Like wanting to somehow have this like turmoil because it turns you on somewhat. And you saying like, it doesn't have to mean anything when we're referring to whatever is going on with us. And can you kind of like expand on that and give it to me in your own words of what does it mean when someone says like, it doesn't have to mean anything? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the number one thing, like the core of why that message hits home and actually imparts change and, and like relaxing of the asshole is number (laughs) one, it's validation, which is something most of us have not gotten enough of, of Mm -hmm. like, you're okay. You're normal. Like it's all good. Right. And, and what that accomplishes at the deeper level is eliminating shame because the core driver of sabotage, when we kind of extract it from, maybe there's a little drama goblin, but like at the core of sabotage is this self-shaming that keeps the wheel turning in a very insidious manner. Right. So it's, it's like, I don't know, maybe let's say we're stressed out and then we get home and we're like, fuck it. Like, I I just want to dissociate. I'm going to eat like three bags of Doritos and watch 10 episodes of something and just get super high off my ass and like stay up way too late when I have an appointment the next day. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we wake up the next day and it's like, oh my God, what the fuck's wrong with me? Right. Right. And then what do you need? You need to take the edge off from this internal shaming that you're doing of yourself. It's like, it's hard to be with yourself when it's like, something's wrong with me. I can't believe myself. I don't know why I keep doing this. Like there's shame, there's guilt. And then you've got to reach for the weed. You've got to reach for the porn. You've got to reach for whatever the fuck it is to take the edge off. And so if we can just kind of throw a wrench in that mechanic of sabotage and say, like, what are you making it mean about you? What if it doesn't mean anything about you that you like completely fucked off last night? What if it means that you just need to take the edge off? I think it just takes all of that charge and all of this meaning and it just like diffuses it. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, and then we can just carry the fuck on, you know? Yeah. I love that so much. I think that's the perfect way to describe it too. Is like, that's exactly how I felt is like very like disarmed. Like it was very disarmed, very diffused. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we, there's so many, I feel like things in the self-help world today that are helpful, but they're like, just let it go. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to do that. Like, you know what I mean? So there's something about like, it doesn't mean anything. Like it just literally doesn't mean anything. It's like, Oh, you know, And I think to understand that statement, we have to realize that we are making it mean something about ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, that's not, it's not as cryptic as we would think, because the second you have like, take the time to say, well, wait, what am I making this mean about myself? Mm -hmm. Pretty much right there. Right. I'm a piece of shit. I just can't get my life together. I'm too far behind. I keep doing the same pattern. Yeah. 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 I'm reverting. That Mm -hmm. was one I got to play with this last couple of weeks. I'm reverting all these old coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Fuck, Right. Yeah. What does it mean? It doesn't mean shit. Yeah. It means that like something was hard and you went back to your normal comfort zone and. Yeah. And and what? Like it's like normal. 
right? (laughs) Then it's like this little like rabid little thing that wants to like eat at you is like, oh, like, I I don't know. Like, I think like there's just something to this, like what you resist persists or like Mm -hmm. you're pressing again, like the second one side just says like, oh, I don't have to like push against anything. There's, there's nothing to fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like two people fighting, but like if one person doesn't fight, then the fight is really over. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's almost like those two opposing forces within us. And if you just let one go, then it's not fighting anymore. It's not, it doesn't have to be like nagging, like you said. Right. I mean, so many of us are addicted to the nagging, I think a little bit like, or, or deep down, we just think that it works because we've never slowed down enough. Right. We're just, we don't know what we don't know. And we've never slowed down enough to say, hold on. You know, when I guilt and shame myself and punish myself and pressure myself, how effective has that really been? Right. So much of us are afraid, like if we were to stop pressing ourselves and putting all this pressure that we would just get nothing done and we would rot the rest of our lives. And it couldn't be further from the truth. Like it just could not be further from the truth that the second you let that go, you get so much more done. I talk about that a lot with like weight loss, because I feel like, you know, people with dieting, weight loss, and, you know, we are both trainers as well. And then went to intuitive eating. Um, but I feel like that is such a heavy use when people use a motivator, um, which is guilt, shame, all that to motivate them to get into the gym, to eat better or whatever their goals are. But in reality, it doesn't do anything like, and like you said, it's like when you finally put that, that two and two together and it clicks that it's actually the furthest from the truth that we wouldn't do anything if we weren't guilting and shaming ourselves and like constantly flogging ourselves. Like you said, like then we would actually be able to get more done. So how do you actually effectively communicate that to your clients and actually get them to see that that is true and get that light bulb to come on? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I feel like, <laughs> like, how the fuck do I do that? I'm not really sure. Right. I'm like, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm like going to deflect I'm, or no, I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know what we just talked about. Um, like, but I mean, genuinely, I think it's just getting them to, to be like, okay. Like, I, I, I don't know. I remember back in my training days, God, I hated this so much. Um, cause I was never meant to be a trainer. I really wanted to work with the mind, but I thought, I couldn't make money. Right. I don't know why. Right. And I remember my clients coming to me and it would be like after the weekend and they'd be like, Oh my God, like you would like, you would be so upset with me. I ate this and that and the other thing. And I was like, what? Like, I was just like, that is so weird. Like, no, I'm not upset with you. Right. And I, I understood. Um, but I think partly it's in like the, the interaction, right. It's like you have a client and they're like knees are shaking and they're about to like tell you something, almost like a little kid confessing mm-hmm. to something like this horrible thing that I did or like, ah, I just, I don't know how to get out of this in my business. And like, I just feel like, you know, the only person in the world and no one understands me. And I just keep running these patterns and then they bring it into the call. And I'm just kind of like shrug, like I validate you. That's fair. And like it doesn't freak me out. It's normal. And it doesn't mean anything. 
Right. And so I feel like the second as coaches, like somebody brings something to us, that's so massive in their head. Right. And they, they offer it to us. Like, wait, what, what are they going to do with it? Or like, how are they going to coach me through this? And you're just kind of like, yeah, me too. Like I used to do that all the time and it doesn't mean shit. And like, I, I don't know, just kind of massive, massive permission and, or what's the word acceptance. Yeah. I think that validation or yeah, acceptance or not. I think the best part that you said was like not freaking out. Yeah. Like, like not flinching. Yeah. You're kind of expecting you to go, Oh my God. Like I've never seen, I don't think I can handle you. Right. Right. Cause I think that's a little bit of the fear of the brat is that people aren't going to be able to handle us. And we're too much. And the fact that, you know, four years ago, I said this in another podcast, I was chasing my boyfriend around the house and I ended up biting his ankles because he wouldn't like fucking like work it out with me. It was like 11 (laughs) o'clock at night. And I'm like, you're going to deal with this. And he's like, no, I'm going to sleep. And I'm like, no, like I was so fearful attached. And I don't know, like the second I remember bringing that to my coach actually four years ago. And expecting her to be like, you are not worthy. You need like help, help. (laughs) right? Like, I am not the one for you. Like Like some like really like serious email after the session, like (laughs) great to work with you, but (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and refer you out to (laughs) outpatient facility. (laughs) But she was just like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, that's all you got. And I was like, yeah. Like, I don't know, just my asshole relaxed. I felt like seen, accepted my shadow and all. And like, sometimes I think that little goblin is just kind of trying to get as crazy as possible to see it. Are you still going to love me? Am I still okay? At least mm-hmm. in me. Um, and I know clients and people who have experienced that same thing. And so when you're just kind of like, okay, like, what does it mean? Like, what are you making it mean? What if it means nothing? Then, then they just have that experience. Even just asking somebody that question, I think stops them in their tracks a little bit, you know? Yeah. I think asking like any type of like follow-up question to that, instead of having a reaction is so powerful. I, um, was doing this with my sister over when I just, I just came back from Texas and she said, uh, something And instead of having like a reaction, which it wasn't anything crazy, but instead of just having a reaction or just going with the flow of like a normal conversation of just like, oh, mm -hmm, whatever, or like moving on to something about myself, I just asked her a follow-up question like, oh, really? Is that really how you feel? Or like, why do you feel that way? Mm -hmm. And even that was like a dead stop. And she was like, oh, I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I feel that way. totally changed her mind. And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause yeah, it didn't make sense. I was confused on why you would feel that way if you were saying something else. Right. And I think we do yeah. that really often where we are talking about something and we're saying all these things, maybe because it's what we think other people want to hear, or it'll be less abrasive if we say it that way, yeah. or it sounds nicer or we'll be, you know, people won't ask us a follow-up question. I think that happens a lot. Yeah. But even just asking someone like, well, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Or like, 
why do you feel that way? That's interesting. Like even just yeah. asking that is like, boom, like people are like, oh yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Cause it, I mean, we, it gives you like a second, I think to like interrupt the, mm-hmm. like the, I feel like sometimes we're just on a track and we're yeah. like running it right. The same pattern. And then it's like, oh, wait, how did I get here? Like, wait, yeah. Is this where I want to be kind of thing? You know, is yeah. that what I really think? Yeah, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I love that too. Um, I feel like so much of what I do now and interact now is from our working together. Um, so thank you, first of all, but you already know how I feel, how like how much you I feel like have influenced me, not just only as like personally on a personal level throughout my um journey, but as a coach as well. And so thank you. So much. Um, so let's talk about, let's do, let's break it up and do like a weekly win and a weekly fave. Weekly win. Yes. I don't even know why I, I'm like, Chelsea, you can think like, you know what a win is. Um, oh, I, I'm like playing dumb today. I guess that's where we're at. <laughs> what's a weekly win and what's a weekly fave? What do you mean? <laughs> mm, explain it to me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Now I have my answer. Um, (laughs) Let's see. So my weekly when, yeah, I would say that just breaking through, I don't want to say just like, it's been a big deal. Um, This morning, I really, yesterday that I started to melt, I don't know if it was ice, but something. And this morning I really, I don't, I, it was so very interesting. I'm probably not going to go too deep because it feels very (laughs) sacred and so fragile, but Basically, I I kept getting this little nudge. I've been like getting nudges to like do just fun things just for the fuck of it. Like mm-hmm. create a YouTube, start painting, yeah. do shit like that. Like not because I'm going to make money, just because I'm just going to fucking do it. Right. Right. Um, and I was like, I've been doing morning pages, but they've been pretty rote of just like blah, 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 get through three pages. And this morning I was like, I'm actually going to journal how I'm feeling. Like I'm actually going to connect with myself. <laughs> Crazy. Um, mind how blowing. I, <laughs> what? It's a mind blowing. Right. Right. <laughs> but to be honest, like to be so brutally honest, I used to do that all the time, like as a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old up to 21. And like, I haven't done it in like five years. And so I like, wrote the way that I used to write. And it was like coming home to myself. I mean, it was, I was like, (gasps) and then I was like, oh my God, this is maybe why this has all happened. I almost felt like this visual of like, I had to, to stop at this bus stop to pick this part of me back up to continue on in the journey because somewhere along the way she didn't get on the bus or I kicked her out or whatever. Um, so that was like, oh my God, such a moment. I just felt such peace. And I was like, okay. And I've gotten so much done this morning. Like so much done. Talk about like inner child healing. Like that is like so powerful. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well that links to my fave of the week. Go off queen. Yes. Um, I've been in my OCD therapy. Um, my therapist also does internal family systems. So like parts work and, um, I've been loving that. 
So honestly, I started listening to a book called No Bad Parts. Have you heard that? No. Yeah. Um, And it's just so powerful. I mean, he started like basically, you know, the idea that we have different parts inside of us and there's protectors and there's there's these parts that they're protecting and like just dealing with no bad parts, right? There's no bad parts. And he's worked with fucking rapists, murderers. Like I know that's intense, but he explains like the therapy of it. And he's been doing it for years and like how these constructs happened and like how to interact with these parts. And like, basically eventually when you can start talking to these parts, get down to the part they're protecting. And sometimes it's like, in, you'll try to talk to one part and then like 10 will come up to like d- not get you to talk to that part because yeah. it's too much. Right. Well, you talk about OCD, OCD, um, sometimes in your courses and reference yeah. it. And I find it really interesting. I was thinking about you the other day because I was thinking about these thoughts that can come into your head and that we try to like push out. And you talk about that a lot about how, like when you have OCD that you will fixate like on that thought. Yeah. And then also attach like shame to it. Right. And say, I think the example you give a lot of times is like that you would want to like kill your family or something like that. And then if you're OCD, then you would fixate on that thought. Yeah. And then you would actually like feel like shit for do for, um, thinking it. Yeah. And then you could actually go through and like execute it. Right. Is that right? The last part or no fear. That's the, that's the fear. Okay. Yeah. It never like, that's the fear for people with OCD is like these terrifying things are going to happen and they Mm. need something. I mean, talk about me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it typically attacks their biggest value. And so it's not, it is not a desire. Um, so it's not like, so it's just a thought that comes in just an intrusive thought. Like everyone has. So like, Think about when you're driving and somebody's walking and then you're like, what if I just ran them over? No. Right? Yeah, for sure. Normal people, normal, right. like have those thoughts, but people with OCD would be like, oh my God, I can't believe like the stakes are so high. I can't believe I even thought that like, I'm a terrible person and I need to be put in prison for the thought. Okay. And then they can't like, basically they, the stakes are so high. There's basically an emotion trapped from childhood of like a feeling. So probably maybe feeling shamed or persecuted or alone. And that is the stake. It feels like to have that thought, if they didn't think that thought and become hypervigilant interacting with this loop, then they would be alone forever. They would be ashamed forever. So they feel like they have to like mentally figure this out, which actually keeps it going, if that makes sense. And so no, it order, does. Yeah. In order for somebody with OCD to basically kind of disengage from that pattern, they have to be willing to face the stakes, which is the big core fear um, mm. from childhood. And this is like a newer OCD. This guy is a fucking genius. I'm like, the old OCD model, which is ERP, which everyone teaches, is not effective, dare I say, like, and so he basically, it is ERP, but he added onto it and actually gets it to where people have recovery, which is not something that's happening in the standard model. And it's something therapists just teach you like basically to live with the rest of your life. And this guy's like, 
no, what the fuck? That's not true. And this is how now to deal with it, basically. That's amazing. Um, okay, so the book I will link for everybody in the Amazon storefront. Um, there's another book too that I know you're gonna that you always talk about. So I'm gonna link that one as well. Um, which is the war of art. Well, I'm I'm like you reference it all the time, but that's because I'm in your course talking yeah. about it. But um <laughs> it's in my it's in my audible. So that's my next one. But I'm I'm reading right now um 48 laws of power robert green it is a hell of a book it is on audible it's like 23 hours so it's taking me quite a while yeah it's so long um it's really fucking long it's like i'm assuming like if it was an actual book it would probably be like a thousand pages or more right i think yeah so um Anyways, yeah, I have that link. I have I'll have any books or anything that we mentioned linked in the Amazon storefront for you guys. So oh hell yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. I love getting into it with the weekly wins and weekly faves. Yeah. Um my weekly win just has to be like it's always about mindset, but mine is like going back home um to Texas. I went back home to see my grandma for her 80th and um, I'm sure, you know, anytime you go back to like where you grow up or interact with your family at all, um, it just can bring a lot of different things up. And, um, and then you're like feeling like you feel this new self, you feel like a new renewed mindset and you feel this renewed self. And then you go back home. And it's also almost like what you were saying earlier, where you get these like triggers or these things trying to pull out this old like self or these old thought patterns and it's so easy to fall into that role when you're there. Oh, a hundred percent. It's so easy. And it's like, I think the more, I think for a while I was like avoiding going back home because of that. But now the more and more that I go home, the easier it is to kind of like recognize it, not fall into those old thought patterns. Or if I do kind of push through, um, and recognize it easier, but my win was actually, keeping, like I went home during a time where I have a lot going on, like as far as like emotion, uh, like with my business, with Renee's business, I have a lot going on, like in every capacity, I have podcasts like every single week, which isn't normal for me. So my win is that I was actually able to go home, like set work aside for a second, come back and jump back into work, but not out of a, um, scarcity type of mindset, which is what I would typically do. Mm. So that's fucking incredible. Like that is, thank huge. you. <laughs> I'm like, please. Cause I just booked tickets to go home like this. Oh, morning. nice. And so I'm like, okay, the vibes. Yes. I feel you. And like, that's a huge feat, right. To like, it's huge to just know yourself and like be able to just I mean, that's it's it. just like that playing with like that balance and kind of like a flow and like knowing that like whatever happens, like you are in control of your own business. Right. Yeah. Like I kept yeah. having to repeat that. Like I kept thinking of you um, because I think when you did launch slut, you went on a vacation during. Right. Yeah, I did. I went to the Virgin Islands. Yeah. And I was <laughs> thinking about you because, of course, here comes the intrusive thoughts because I'm oh. in launch right now. 
Yep. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't talked to my fucking audience. I haven't even addressed the people that are like on the wait list. I haven't yep. like, what if they're all disinterested now? Yep. No one probably wants to do this anymore. I probably priced it way too fucking low. Like here I go with all yep. these thoughts because I'm not glued to my fucking phone yep. or glued to my fucking computer. And I just thought, I remembered like, I think Chelsea did that during her um, launch let launch. And I thought, why would I even like, I wasn't disinterested. Yeah. When I, when I saw that she was on vacation, like I didn't lose interest. I didn't like write her off as like someone I didn't want to work with. I didn't like completely forget what the fuck she was talking about. Like, so why would I think that my audience would do that to me? Right. Oh, I love that. I swear. I think about you like more often than it's probably you know, or is normal. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Like you're making my nipples hard. Like, (laughs) let's go. (laughs) Well, and I also feel like if we can kind of drop those, you know, intrusive thoughts or be like, okay, well, something I've played with is like, yeah, what if like my audience just completely forgets about me and they just don't even want any of my shit. And like, I totally priced it way too low. Like I cannot wait for that to happen. Um, and also kind of getting off on that, like harnessing the influencer vibes inside of traveling during a launch, like how, luxury is that like hey guys I'm on a plane oh yeah like you already know you can still get on the wait list like it's almost like hotter it I just feel like it adds to the depth and the dimension of our launches you know what I mean yeah I think you do a great job with that like you kind of like almost like teasing and kind of like playing and flowing with your audience in a way that like almost it's almost like that um saying of like um, like you have to leave people wanting more. Right. And you talk about that too, about like not being like up, like your, your, um, audience audience. Thank you. I kept wanting to say client, your (laughs) audience is like asshole and being like, Hey, like, are you still interested? Like, don't forget, like blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like those people when you get like 50 emails from the same Uh company and you're like, yo, like, leave me alone. It almost makes you disinterested. Yes. Like the more it's almost like to me, like lengthy sales pages and nothing against it. If people like it listening, but for me, I'm like, bro, you made this so fucking long. You're like talking me out of it. Like I already knew I wanted it when I clicked the link. Where's the, how do I pay you? Right. I want it to be very easy to just throw my money at you. I already know I want it. Like, you know what I mean? And obviously like giving details, but it's like, we want to make sure we're not talking people out of it or like crazy eyes. Like, are you guys going to buy from me? Right. It's like, yeah, we can have those feelings because like everyone does. Right. But trying to kind of like sink low and, and like just playing with it. I don't know. I mean, launching is weird. Running businesses. It's just fucking weird. And you know, it takes getting uncomfortable and being like, I'm going to travel during my launch. Oh my God, this is bringing shit up. Okay. Like, how do I play with this? What does it mean? Right. Yeah. And how can I use it like towards more, how can I use those feelings and emotions towards more, uh, content that I can actually like teach from because I'm learning these lessons. Right. So how can I use that to teach? Like that's the best part about it. hundred percent. Like something I try to remember is when I'm going through something, I'm like, fine God, like 
I know that going through this is going to make me a lot of fucking money and it's going to change a lot of people's lives. So I guess I'll fucking do it. Like, I guess I'll (laughs) deal with this like lesson that you're throwing at me. (laughs) It's very true though. Like that's the only, and that's the only way you can really like alchemize that anyway is like, and make peace with it is like, okay, I guess, I guess this is for a reason. Like, I guess this is for, you know, a huge push that's going to go after I learn the lesson. So I guess I will. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I feel like the more comfortable you can just be in the human moments, like the easier it is to sell, like the more comfortable we can be in the pain of our pain points and our offers and mm-hmm. real about it. I don't know the, e- the easier it just sells, you know, like, like the way you were talking about all the intrusive thoughts that came up, right? like just hearing that I'm just always like, now I'm drooling. Like, you were just like, yeah. And I have this thought and this thought and this thought. I'm like, oh my God, we're the same person. Like, yeah, it's trust, you know, it does. I think that's something you do really, really well is create trust with your audience. Because I think something that happens a lot in the coaching space is seeing these people showing 10 K months, 20 K months. And don't you want to be like me? It's almost like, doesn't it remind you of like the old school YouTuber influencer lifestyle makeup? perfect. Right. Yes. Like, let me show you the perfect way to do this. I, and I have a thousand lights on me and a perfect background and a husband and all who Uh does this for, yeah. Like that's what it reminds me of with the new coaching model. And I sometimes feel very disconnected to that. Um, yeah. So I think that you, like you said, like building trust with your audience and saying, I deal with this stuff too. Like I am just like you, like I'm dealing with that too. And I'm still going on. How do you do that with not allowing it to be ego driven or not? Um, I guess be ego centric where it might be triggering to not triggering, but do you know what I mean? Like without it feeling like you're like always talking like about your own experience versus right. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I'm not perfect at it. Like I have times, like, especially lately where I'm like, Oh, I feel like all I'm talking about is how I'm struggling, but I'm like, that's all I can think about. Like sometimes when you're struggling, yeah. like I'm struggling. I hope if you're struggling, this like does something for you, but like, cause that survival mechanism can be so deep that like, you know, thinking about creating content or watering, giving your dogs water. It's like a lot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, But I I think making it um, relatable. And so if it's like, I don't know, if I'm creating a graphic or something, or if I'm trying to think about creating a graphic and it's like, I just feel like I'm struggling and um, I'm always late and I'm always a mess and I'm, you know, whatever. It's like, instead of saying me, which I do say me sometimes, but kind of shifting it into a post where now they feel seen, right? Because Mm. I'm feeling it, they're feeling it. And so now I'm like a through line directly to my dream clients and I'm like in their brains, right? I feel like that's what good marketing is. It's being honest with yourself and then putting it in language that connects with your audience and then like done because, because now they're relating to you, right? Even if you were to post like those intrusive thoughts you were talking about, right? for your launch. Right. But framing it in a way that's like, 
you know, when you have these thoughts and then it's like, you give them a whatever, right? Right. I right. don't know. I like that, that. I feel like I ran. No, that, <laughs> like, welcome to the podcast. That's all we do here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that, that's like a perfect, perfect way to say it because it's kind of like, I guess I'm like thinking about, um, this is really random. I don't know how I'm going to tie it back in, but we'll see how it goes. Um, like the, you know, those people who used to be like on Facebook and they would just spill everything that's going on with them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with not really like a purpose of, Mm -hmm. I guess maybe their purpose was something else, but I feel like that's almost what you're saying. Like you are feeling right. Is that's what you could put out, but instead you're like relating it. Like you said, in a good, like your marketing tack or a good marketing tactic is putting it in a relation to how other people feel to make them feel seen. I really like how you worded that. Thank you. And, and like, I really do want to convey it's not, I mean, I should probably slow down and then reverse engineer it to talk about it, but it's kind of just something I do, you know, I'm like, there's no like function where I like think is this, is this, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, No, I do. But because that's, that's more like flowy anyway, and more authentic because something else that's always taught in coaching and with coaching clients is like, okay, what is your clients? Like, um, what's their problem that you're solving and, how are they going to get the ROI from your program? And how is this? And I think those are so important, but mm-hmm. it felt very, like, it felt so odd to me to do that. Like, it felt very, like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I'm so, conf- it was very confusing to me. So I think flowing with it and getting maybe part, I'm trying to think of like, what made that easier for me is maybe getting clear on who I was, my message, yeah. I guess. Yes. I think, and like comfortable with your own shadow. Like, I don't, I don't Mm. know something about, because I think like, I don't know. I'm like completely pulling this out of my ass. (laughs) Like when you get like more comfortable with your shadow, like there's less insecurity and therefore less need. Cause I almost think it has to do with intention and this is all neutral. Right. But when we're referring to like the Facebook posts, when we think of intention, um, you know, sometimes people just want attention. That's okay. Right. right? But that could be coming from insecurity or like lack or not having oneself or whatever. And so that kind of attracts, like, I want attention because of this, but when we can kind of own our shadow, feel like embodied and grounded and then show up, it's different. Right. I never for the, not never, right. I'm never going to, I'm not going to say never, but for the most part, when I make posts, it's not like, cause I'm wanting attention for my right. or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. there's some from ego, obviously. Um, but it's, it, it's that, how, how do, you know, your clients, your audience, they want to feel seen, they want to feel validated and they want to feel like they can relate to you. And, and like, that's how you do it. You create relatable shit. You know what I mean? By Hey, I'm comfortable with my own dirty asshole. So let's talk about it. Like, and then you can feel comfortable with yours. Like, yeah. And your intention is something to provide help or to make you feel seen versus your intention of, um, wanting attention. 
right. or wanting validation, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is totally okay. Like if that's, and I'm sure there are moments, right. But I think that's where like behind the scenes where mm-hmm. this mindset work matters, right? Right. Because when we kind of have unhealed stuff, we can be running these patterns where you see sometimes like early entrepreneurs are accidentally not tying it back to their audience. Mm-hmm. And so their audience isn't buying, they're feeling missed, right? It feels like this person is just talking, like they're just diary blogging and mm, yeah, that's different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. definitely understand that. I think I definitely felt that way. Um, and I think my driver was probably like validation. Yeah. So I think that definitely shifted a lot. And that probably is something that helped me feel a lot more like comfortable talking. Even sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, is this out of ego? I'm not sure. But I think, like you said, like most of the time when I'm sharing something, it's because I want to help, right? Like my intention is something different. So I love that. And we can't fully escape wanting validation, right? I got right. back on and I was like, what the fuck? This post only got 12 likes. I was like, wait, <laughs> you didn't post it. I was like, yeah, but it was very vulnerable. And I just, I don't know if I stand <laughs> in the Instagram world anymore because I've been gone. Like, now everyone hates me. Right? Like, I want to put that in too. It's not like there's never, right? Like, there's never a time you think you you want, you didn't want validation as much as when like, oh, the algorithm's down, mm-hmm. right? And you just yeah. have to be confronted with like, yeah, why am I actually doing this, right? I'm doing this because I want to create right. and I want to show up. And, you know, that one person who felt something, like that's it, right? And the one yeah. person who felt something who will never DM you, never tell you how you impacted them, but that will stick with them the rest of their life, that one post, like- For sure. That's why we do it, you know? People are always watching, no matter if they like it, interact, or ever tell you. Oh, a hundred percent. I was just, we were talking about launch drama in my mastermind and I was sharing like, you do not know who's watching. And like to drive that point home, I was launching my main event mastermind. And for the longest time, I launched that motherfucker for like six weeks and I had two people in and that's fine. Right. It's fucking fine. Like I was getting to where I was making peace with that. I'm like, whatever. It's the last night to sign up. There's literally three hours left. I go into a yoga class. When I get out, there's three more people who I've basically never talked to in my entire life. Never had a DM interaction. Didn't know they followed me. Yep. Application in. Love and that. I was like, I was like, no, this is the stories those stupid bitches on Instagram talk about that I know are lying, but it's happening. What the fuck is this? Right. I'm like, now I'm one of those stupid bitches that no one's going to believe, but like that shit happened. It blew my fucking mind. Yeah. It's crazy that like, I think that a similar thing happened with me with, I posted something or talked about an Instagram story or something. And, um, I don't know why it got a huge response. I don't even remember what it was, but I got DMS and comments and stuff like that from people that never yep. interact with me ever. Yep. And their, re- their responses and DMS and comments were like, Oh my God, like I've seen you go through so much. And like, you know, I really resonated with X, Y, and Z that you said the other day. And I'm like, that was when I had that click moment too, where I'm like, people are always fucking watching. Yeah. Like they're always watching. They're always seeing you move. 
Mm-hmm. So when those days were, we feel like, like you said, you get there and you're like 12 fucking likes, like what the fuck is going on? Like, I am just, I guess I just fell off the face of the earth and no one wants to hang out with me on Instagram anymore. Right. Like it's not true. Right. It's like right. in our mind, we're making it mean something about us, but really 12 likes, zero likes, 150 likes, like whatever it is, people are there, people are watching and you're showing up and you're making a difference. So, and if that's your driver, then that should be hundred percent. Like, and I, and I also feel like to really be initiated into being an artist, it's like as an entrepreneur, like you really do have to survive off of air like nothing. You will get no nourishment. You will get no nutrients. You will get no one validating anything. You will get multiple launches with crickets. And like, if you're going, like the thing that'll say, if you're going to make it is if you can keep showing up right, as devoted to your art, living off of air, yeah. like, but so many people fall off because it's like, fuck it. And like, they're just not committed. And and I'm not trying to say that in this laissez-faire, like it's easy way. No, it's not. Like, it feels like you're ripping yourself open from the inside out and just screaming into oblivion and like putting yourself on display to look like the biggest idiot in the entire world over and over again. And Mm -hmm. that's just what you have to do. Like, you know, like you have to be the idiot who's outside on the fucking road with a big boom box on your fucking shoulder being like, I love you, baby. And like singing for months and years and no one cares. And your love does not change from your art and for your purpose, you know, and that's hard. Like that is not, it is. Yeah. And that's why, like when we have somebody who does that and they prevail, um, it's like so epic. Right. And you are like, holy shit. Like what, like when you were saying that I was thinking of the Kanye documentary I don't oh know my God. Yes. watched it. Okay. When he's going into the record label that he makes beats for, right. Yeah. And he's a producer for, and he's playing his song for everyone in there and everyone is ignoring him uh-huh. all the time. And they're just like, okay, like get out of the office. Like, you know, here's, yeah you know, they're handing papers to other people and they're just like, really just fucking him off. Right. Like, uh-huh. but it didn't matter to him because he was like some way or another, someone's going to hear my art yeah. and it's going to prevail. Right. Yeah. So I think thinking of it that way too, is like the best way that you, the way that you describe it and watching that documentary, like you have to be that way because he could have gave up so many times and times there's millions of people who probably did give up after one, two, three, 10, 20 times of that happening. And that's why we only have, you know, certain number of people that have actually made that crazy amount of art. A hundred thousand percent. I mean, that documentary is like the best describer. I have to finish it, but I'm like a few episodes in like, it's, it's so real. And like, I think that's the other dangerous thing with like what you were sharing with kind of the polished Instagram mm-hmm. of like, I hit 20 K months in six, six weeks into my business or yeah. whatever. And it's like, that does happen to some people. Right. But like, right. you know, and when I'm never, I think, you know, 
do your thing, boo. Like if that's how they want to live their Instagram life, like that's fine. It's just, I think it's, that makes it so much more important for people like us to show like, for sure. this is the other side of success. This is what I went through before that. Like, this is a pain point happening with this much of my bank account. Like shit is not all glittery over here. Right. Like, and there's good stuff, but like, it's not easy all the time, you know? Yeah. Then there's a, a fair expectation, I think. Explain that. What does that mean? A fair expectation for what the artist's journey looks like. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like instead of expecting it to look a different way. Yeah. Or look like it looks on Instagram. Yeah. Like yeah. I wish I could somehow change time to where I could like play the last seven years of my life. Right. Six and a half years of my life. Yeah. Until like this last six months or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? I wish I could just yeah. leave that for people and like have them get it. Like yeah, really, instead of like people, you know, I love new followers, but like people coming into my life, right. today, yeah. I'm like, for some reason, it's so important to me to be like, the, to, the, today is not where it started. Like, right. I just want you to know that, you know? Yeah. I feel that urge too. I actually was thinking about that because the more and more that I like share the podcast, I get like a consistent amount of new followers. And I was thinking the exact same thing the other day. And I was like, I really need to like do an update on like my story or like my journey. And like, how can I do that to actually really convey like what the fuck has happened and like where I've come from and the things that I still struggle with that probably don't look like, you know, once you see that Instagram, you don't, it doesn't, it might not fully give you the, um, except like the perception that, I still do struggle with those things. Right. Why is that so important to us? I wonder, um, we don't want to be polished, I guess <laughs> we don't want to be polished. Like, and I think we want people to have an accurate description. Cause there's so many inaccurate descriptions of what it can look like, or like fake. I mean, come on, you still see, um, even like influencers. I watch this bitch on YouTube, like guilty pleasure. And she like, she does like body positivity or whatever. And she'll still show like influencers who, you know, whatever have these figures and they're still edited. Like they don't oh, yeah. look like that in real life. Right. And yeah. so people don't think it's possible that people could like fake their numbers or buy followers or, and, and all of that's fine. Right. But to be transparent about it and when people aren't transparent and then it creates an image and then you know, you've got an entrepreneur who's a year right. in and is like, wait, why didn't it work for me? And three, mm-hmm. years, you know? Um, yeah. I think you were saying like, there's a fair expectation. And I think that's our, like, like you were saying, kind of like our duty, I think is because we feel like, I think a lot of times people can get very discouraged, whether yeah. it be in business, when their business doesn't work uh, immediately or, Um, I see this a lot when I like go to like a beach or a pool or something in like a, a two piece, like a bikini. Yeah. And I run into other women Yeah. and this just happened recently where she was like, Oh my God, like I could never wear that. Or like your body is just so amazing. And I'm like, I never wore, I would not like, this is new. Like, I'm just letting you know, like this is new and it comes with like you know, a lot of work. And like, I don't also don't think my body's perfect. Like I'm not accepting of every single part. Like you and I were the same is kind of what I feel like I'm trying to convey is like, 
we're the same. Yeah. We're the same when you think you look horrible in the mirror. Sometimes I do too. Like when you're not proud of this part of your body, like I'm not proud of this part, right? Like we all have those things. We're all so similar. Mm -hmm. It's just the way that we make peace with it or I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like, I guess make peace with it or the way that we like the way that we still show up, even though yeah, it does like, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yes. And I mean, that can happen. It's so funny. Cause like a lot of this stuff, you know, it does feel like it takes years of just right. Chiseling away at ourselves and working and like healing and healing and all that. But there is like, I think I remember when I first started intuitive eating and like, I started swapping these Fitspo accounts for like body positive accounts. And like, yes, I was doing behind the scenes, like healing, but even just seeing these people and the way that they were and their body and the pos it switched something in me. Like I didn't even have to do all this like super heavy lifting. Cause I was like, I don't know. You're like, somehow their alchemy works through you and like makes the process quicker, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Because what you, I mean, it's that saying too, of like, you are what you surround yourself with. Right. So if you're always comparing to a specific thing, right. It's hard for you to feel good enough. I even still feel that way sometimes when I go to, you know, I can feel like, um, perfectly fine in my own body. Yep everything like that. And then I go somewhere where most of the people are maybe thinner than me or different than me yep. in a way yep. and or shorter than me. A lot of times that happens to me because I'm tall like, yeah. that I start to feel that feeling of like, Oh shit. Like, fuck. I'm like a little, like, I feel like I want to shrink myself. Yeah. And I have to like constantly remind myself like that, like you weren't feeling this way yesterday. So what's the fucking difference? Like it's because you're comparing. So I think it is what you like surround yourself with and the meaning that you put behind that, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. And so like the more real people you can follow on Instagram, it's like the better because you're, you're actually for the most part getting what's really happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have, I had somebody send a question. So hold on, let me find it. Oh, okay. So she asked, how can you help bridge the gap between zero clients and filling your program? Mm. That's a good question. Honestly, relentless entrepreneurship. I don't, hold on. How do you- Say that again. (laughs) What? Relentless entrepreneurship. Relentless. Okay. Um. I feel like this ties in perfectly with what we were just talking about. Um, Hold on. Okay. How do you bridge the gap between zero people in your container and filling your container? Like I said, I really think it's just about throwing yourself at your offer, being the delirious motherfucker on the sidewalk who is singing their heart out, not singing half-heartedly and telling yourself, I tried and I did my best. Like, no, we don't do that. Like, I'm so done with people like lying to themselves about trying their best. I'm fine if you're not trying your best, but say that. Don't tell yourself I tried my best and you fucking didn't. You had one foot out, one foot in. No, because that that doesn't work, right? 
Yeah. So being willing to do the shadow healing work, do the, do the work that comes with having no one in your programs, because I don't think that you can actually run sustainable programs with massive amounts of people in your program. If you don't actually deal with who are you, how do you treat yourself with nobody in your program? How do you treat your art? How does that shift how you show up? Right. Cause that's That's like adversity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I was even thinking when we were having that conversation, like sometimes it is hard or it feels hard, like the codependent little part of us that's like with clients who want to fill their programs. And it's like, they haven't been able to, and like, you know, they're working with you as a coach, at least for me. And they're like, how do I, like, I want, they want it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you've got to go all in. And like, there's part of me that wants to bop them on the head and give them the magic stick and just have 20 people in their program. But like, you can't give that to people. People have to keep showing up, keep being relentless, like an art for art's sake. Like module one of launch sled is art or die. This isn't about like, what would be the, the equivalent? Like art, like art only when there's 20 Mm -hmm. people in my program. Like, that's not what this is. Like I run my business if I'm always successful, like great you and everyone else, but like and, and I don't mean to be harsh. Like I love wh- whoever sent this so much love for you. It's just, and this is something I massively struggled with. I mean, there's so much, every, every coach, like everyone, because who, what the fuck wants to launch a fucking course that you're so excited about and literally get no one to fucking sign up. No one wants that to happen. Like, of course, no like your worst nightmare, yeah. but it does teach you a lot. Like you were saying, it teaches you so much. It does. And you have to like, get to a place where you can get off on that shit. Like it turns you the fuck on to have nobody, like you just have the fruit of your loins and it's like show and tell go time, baby. And you're like bringing the thing that matters the most to you to the entire world. No one gives a fuck. No one's signing up. No one's clicking your link. And you have to be like, Oh, I fucking love this. It turns me on so much. Like and that's where I would like definitely plug existential kink. Which, oh, for sure. Yeah. The book, like, I, I don't know, like, especially with patterns that keep playing out, it's like, you know, she says with patterns that keep playing out that we think we don't like having is evidence of wanting mm-hmm. and like, you know, there's part of us that gets off the bratty part, the subconscious part that gets off on being this motherfucker who just can't seem to fill our containers. I remember I had to get off on, this was before you signed my program. I remember I I came, I like started following you probably right about where you're talking about. Yep. Yep. It was failing. It was literally five weeks into my launch and, um, it was supposed to, I was supposed to close cart. I told my, my coach, I was like, yeah, I'm closing cart. And she was like, I thought you said you were all in. I was like, yeah, but I said that it was going to close today. She was like, I don't give a fuck. Like you're not done launching until there's people in your program. And I had to have this huge, all oh, humiliating. I'm, I look so stupid. This whole breakdown breakthrough moment. Um, and I remember right around that time I was getting off on, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to pay my bills next month. And I just love it. And like, it is such a thrill. And like, 
I was writing in my gratitude journal. I'm so grateful. I don't know that I'm even going to be able to buy myself food next month. I am so grateful for all this drama and like, I don't know, really just making out with your like shadow and all of these horrible things. And yeah, cause it, I mean, fuck, if you can't face yourself when you're not successful, you're not going to be able to handle yourself when you are like success is super mm-hmm. heavy, like in an awesome way. Right. But it's a lot. And like, yeah. if you don't have the sense of self to support the success, you're fucked. Like yeah. I feel, I feel like it'll just fucking destroy you. Um, like it's fucking hard. And I've been doing this work forever. And like, I had the success and I'm like, fuck, this is a lot to like process. Right. But it would be even worse if I had gotten the success through external validation constant. Do you know what I mean? So I feel Mm -hmm. like letting go of the expectation that even just changing the question you're asking, how do I get from zero to filling my program? It's kind of like, instead I would ask you to ask a better question of like, how do I love myself at every step of the process? How do I make like befriend where I'm at in this process right now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that answer so many fucking thoughts I have like (laughs) so many, but, um, I mean, it's like you were saying like it, someone asked me yesterday, like, um, they're thinking of starting their own business. And they asked me, they asked about Renee that is he more or less stressed now that he doesn't work for someone and owns his own business. Yeah. And I was like, well, I would never like Renee. I don't think is someone who I would ever use the word stressed mm-hmm. as, as a something to describe him. He's not a stressed, stressful person. Yeah. But I was like, if you're asking that question, like it's not like a black or white because it's just different. Yeah. Like, it's like, like I don't know what the fuck this is in relation to, but it was something that <laughs> you said. I'm thinking when you were saying like, um, like asking a better question asking and like, a better question. Yeah. like, how do I love myself at every stage? And that's kind of like, I mean, yeah, like everything is, I mean, everything is different. Like it's every stage is different and every part of the journey is different. And how can you like be okay with every single stage and every single growth period and letting it like, just be what it is. I mean, I feel like that's the theme of this fucking podcast is just let, like, let it mean, let it not mean anything and let it, let everything be okay how it is and move through it Mm. with, um, with like letting it be okay to be also like angry about it. I want to like say that too. And like validate that as well as that, like, a lot of times I think in, in these spaces, it can be like, oh, well just like accept it. And like you were saying, like, just let it go. And like, it's just part of the process. And like, that is true. But at the same time, like sometimes it just fucking sucks. Sometimes like things suck and we can just fucking be mad about that. And we can be okay with feeling that too. Yeah. We don't have to like cover it in sugar, like gloss, you know what I mean? And like really getting off on that dirtiness, you know? And I mean, that question, I mean, And I really want to say like, it's fair that people ask these questions. Right. But it's like, are you stressed when you're single? Are you stressed when you're in a relationship? Like it's just different. And like, yeah, yeah, there's stress on both sides. Like that's 
life happening, life, lifing, like yeah. human, humaning. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, that's what it was in relation to when you said, um, like upper limits or not upper limits, but like even having more money in your account or having all these people in your, um, program, like that's a different feeling. Yes. Like, like having zero people, right. Is yep. all is not cool. Yep. Right. Like it fucking sucks. And it's like, yeah, that's stressful or, yeah. you know, hurtful or whatever painful, but then also having like 15 fucking people like, okay, well, perfect example for you is like, how many people did you, have you even closed lunch sled? I don't know. No, I'm like, I don't even know what's happening with lunch sled anymore. Like, I think she's still alive. I'm like, I just haven't been talking. I'm trying to get to 60, like energetically. I just haven't popped in yet. So we're at 56. Okay. So 56 people in her program. And like you were saying, um, we didn't like hit exactly on this and kind of go into depth, but with it, but you were basically referencing like how that felt totally like uncomfortable for you and having that massive amount of influx of income felt super uncomfortable for you. So it's like uncomfortable with zero people in your program and not being able to pay your bills and not being knowing where your food's coming from, but also being massively uncomfortable with all this amount of success. It's like, it yeah, just you're going to be uncomfortable the whole fucking time. Like yeah. really, I feel like, yeah. you know, if you want to work a nine to five and there's no shame at all on this side or judgment, but like there's a certain lifestyle, but like, if you're going to you run a business, you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be right. uncomfortable. Like you're saying with zero and really you're going to be uncomfortable in life to any capacity. You're right. either growing in that discomfort or you're just staying the same and you're uncomfortable with that, but not uncomfortable enough. Right. And right. like, yeah, I mean, complete shock to my system. Like just, and it's like, it's hard to explain that because if I were saying this to me five mm-hmm. years ago, I would have rolled my eyes. So like if somebody's out yeah. there listening, like rolling their eyes, okay, this bitch has so much money. So many people in her program. It's so hard. Like, I feel that I would be rolling my eyes, but like my system. Yeah. was like, and I'm like avoidant attached to like all these people and like people in my DMs. I want to be best friends with you. I want this. Here's some input. Well, that's like holding a lot of fucking space for people. Yeah. And I was like, like oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You're like filled like up to here with emotional yeah. space for everyone else. And it's like, it's almost like a celebrity type of feeling, right? Where like somebody, you get like a massive amount of celebrity, um, like success or, um, fame, right. Like, right. Yeah. Like really quickly. And yeah. they say that that is like super damaging, right. Because you're holding all this emotional space for others because they come up to you just mm-hmm. like, and now we can do it online yeah. where they're telling you like, Oh my God, I want to be best friends with you. Or like, you're like my spirit animal or like everything yeah. that you say just touches me. And like, it's just yeah. like, it's a lot in your system. It's a lot and it brings up a lot of trauma and a lot of things. And like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you nailed it. So uh, there's discomfort at every part of the journey. I mean, and I wouldn't want it any goddamn other way, really. Yeah. But like, yeah. and there's times where I'm like, damn, that was really fun. Like when I was not making any money and like so struggling. Like, right. Were, like I still like so nobody needed anything from me. Oh I my was, God, I, I know. Just, like struggling and depressed but like tanning all day long and like I look back with such fondness on every part of the journey so I think you know what's dope is you're literally gonna say that 
in another six months, a year, when you have your next giant fucking launch or whatever the fuck it is. And you're literally going to be like, oh my God, wasn't that so amazing when I thought 56 people was fucking really hard. Like, wow. Like, and I was just doing X, Y, and Z and falling apart. Like that, that's the coolest part that I always think about too. Yeah. When Renee and I are really struggling or we're like, fuck, we don't know how we're going to pay like this, that, yeah. and the other with our business. And I think like, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, do you remember like your first podcast studio? Like you thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever or right. Like, do you remember when we tried to pay that $500 bill and that was fucking impossible for us? Like, wow. Like, you know, it's just cool. Like you said, looking back on those parts of the journey and remembering like the part that you're in now is going to feel like those parts three, four, five years ago. Oh, a hundred percent. And thank you for that. I see the same exact thing for you. I see you being like traveling for a whole month while you're launching just all over the world (laughs) and just not even having a thought about it. And like, cha-ching, 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 running your podcast, what the fuck ever, like, and every part is just so hot, like, I really, I really do think so. Yeah, I do too, and I think it gets to be that way, right, we put a lot of, like, stigma and a lot of, um, like, what the entrepreneur journey is supposed to look like, and it's supposed to be this struggle, and then we're supposed to get to this point where it's not a struggle anymore, and we start, like, we put these expectations around what it's supposed to look like, and I'm just like, I told her nay yesterday because, you know, we're going through huge shifts right now. And I told him like, I just honestly, am like just embracing this because what else, like, what is our other option to like be like clicking my fucking computer every five seconds to see if something's changed? Like, yeah, no, like I put out like you, I think you said this about your launch, like you do your deliverables and then what else can you do? Like back, get a blow job back, come to you. Yeah. Like they're coming, they're listening and you'll yeah. be okay whether they do or don't. And I really yeah. think that breakthrough comes when you really get that, not you're faking to your subconscious or to God that you've really accepted it. Right. You've really. I love myself. I love my business, whether I have the people or not, I have made peace with it. And And then it's like on the other side, it's that paradox, right? Like when you stop like, oh, it has to happen. And then you're like, okay, who am I? How am I treating myself? And you get to that other side. It's just, then you can have it. I don't know. Yeah. It really feels like that. It does. They're relaxing and it allows it to flow. A hundred percent. Also, I remembered that thing. I know we're like, oh, it's two, two, two here. Um, Yes. Ah, so (laughs) So what I was thinking, cause you were talking about, and this is like a fun hack, maybe I'll do a reel or something, um, of how to kind of portray where you've been and where oh. you are now. Um, one of my favorite things to do is that I will go to like old ass coaches recordings with me and I'll grab a screen grab of whatever miserable mess that I was in, mm. the way I carried myself, the way I spoke whether it's on a live, whether it's on an old call recording and I'll take a snippet of that. And then I'll, you know, do a snippet of like a new celebration or like newest podcast or whatever. And just let them see it. Just, it's so much more powerful. I feel like possibly than like saying how much you've grown, like literally showing them. Right. 
which is why you like, can tell a lot in like body language, the way that you're speaking, um, just your interaction on camera, especially. Right. Yeah. I love that. I, I know that you did that, um, like pretty recently. And I, I was like, it is crazy to think that the person that I see on Instagram all the time that I'm like, Oh my God, I love, you know, this, that, and the other. And I'm always like thinking of ways that you do things and how, you know, brilliant it is or whatever. And then you think you look back and you're like, Oh shit. Like, okay. She was not always like this. Like you said, cause you yeah, can see that body language. The- yeah. Even for this launch, I didn't think she was like, do you think you can get 20 people in? And I was like, no. And then it's like, you know, it's like, okay, like we don't have to believe all the time and it's okay to like, I don't know, air that. I think when we shame those fear thoughts, that's when it kind of gets like encapsulated and then it like harshes your vibe. Yeah. So for you, sure. Like say it and it's not a big deal. Yeah. No. Oh, thank you. This is so like delicious. I feel so. Oh my God. I know. I feel like I'm like, when I started the podcast, I was like, I feel like I could literally do this like all fucking day because this is what I love. I love, this is what I do with my friends. I'm like sending them 10 minute voice messages being like, and I had this discovery and then I realized this and then I pissed off Renee. And then I realized that I was only doing that because I needed attention. And like, I just was like, (laughs) always just like, you know, self-examining. And now I get to do it with other people and like people that I fucking admire people that are like just boss bitches. And I'm like, Mm. I could literally sit here for hours doing this. It's so I like, I finally feel like I found whatever. I don't even want to call it my calling, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is really easy for me. Yeah. And you're killer at it. Like you have made, I've done a few of these podcast things and I feel like more relaxed than I think I ever have. Like, Oh, that's so amazing. I feel so like, just mm, like your energy that you create. Like I've only felt this a couple other times with podcasts that like, I can just so amazing and we can just have a conversation. I'm not like, what am I going to say? How am I appearing? Yeah. It's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking being on a podcast. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I literally like the first time I ever did mine, I was like going to shit myself. I feel like I was literally like cold sweating, fucking like yeah. had note cards, like, and really it's like, that's why I want to be more relaxed because that it can be very like overwhelming and a lot, like feels like an interview and mm-hmm. I just want it to be more like, you know, we're just chilling. We're just having coffee. We're relaxing. Like, yep we're just shooting this shit and we don't have any direction that we have to go. So I, I really, really appreciate you saying that, that it's like relaxing and chill. That's the exact vibe I'm going for. So thank you. You have set the vibe like a hundred percent. It really is. It's like, I've done some and I just get on, I'm like, Oh my God, am I going to, did I create enough of a zinger? Was there enough of like a, Oh my God, factor? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, like did you ah. get some like bullet points? Like, did you get anything? Like, yeah, I know. Are you gonna close lunch? I'm like, are you ever gonna close it? Yeah, right. It's or... a good question. She has such a mind of her own. Um, I'll never like close close it, but I might. I'll stop like officially launching it. Still playing with raising the price. So, and I was playing with raising the price after I get to sixty. Um, okay. So that's kind of where I'm at. But like, even after I raise the price, she'll still be available. Um, and it also won't be 
like if people get in before 60, they'll still be founding members, which means they can like request any additional modules. So I don't know, like, yes, she'll be available. Will you get in before 60? I don't know. Who knows? Like who knows? (laughs) Um, so we talked so much about launching on this whole entire podcast and talked about entrepreneurship. So if you are like an entrepreneur, if you are somebody who's starting in business, or if you are somebody who literally is at like square one, square 10, I think it can apply. I'm in the program. So I think I can, it can apply to anybody within their journey as an entrepreneur showing up online or in any type of business. Um, Chelsea's program launch slut is still available for purchase. You guys can follow her below at the sabotage queen and on Instagram, I'll have all her links for you guys, like we said. And, um, yeah, if you, if she's not promoting it now, like she said, you're still able to get into it, but I would highly recommend like any of her programs. Um, we did, um, all in biz Queens, which was, well, I don't know, did you call it like a group program or like kind of like yeah. a mini, okay. A group program. Like, yeah. A- and that was, yeah, I think four or five months, but it was, highly, highly, highly recommend working with her in any type of capacity. She has influenced me. You guys know so much. Um, and I really, really want to say thank you so fucking much for being on the podcast because it really, I mean, you have to come back in person, but it was really, really amazing to have you. And I just, you know, I'm it's fucking crazy, right? Like I'm like, I feel like we're so connected, but I still see you as like somebody who is like, a coach to me, but then I'm also like, it's so cool because we can just vibe out. I mean, you are one of a kind. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Seriously. Could not have picked a better experience today. Like today being so, I don't know, just feeling like I came back to life and like, this is what I got to be like, Oh, how delicious. I just feel so filled up. You have such an energy and vibe and like, Oh, I just, yeah we're like the same. We've been cut from the same cloth. I know that. Like, I love you. I adore you. Thank you for this. Thank you for letting me be on. And I'm very excited to be in that studio with you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Let's manifest like a fucking big, a big separate studio that is not in my fucking house. That's what we'll manifest for the first, for the next time that you're here. The first time you're here in person. Fuck yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and close it out for you guys. Thank you so much, Chelsea, again, for coming. I will see you guys next week. And until then, don't forget to let your confidence shine.